Awesome, awesome, awesome praise and worship. I am telling you, it, praise and worship just takes me there. And uh, those songs were made me think about today. I had to be in the DMV, and I was in Dean, and it's always a waiting line, and your number is always like umpteen forever. And when I was sitting there, I remember praying to God and saying, God, I want the spirit. I want the kind of spirit that I can evoke your spirit anywhere I am, whether I'm sitting in DMV, whether I'm in the midst of a fire. I want to be able to evoke a praise and a worship so deep in my spirit that no matter where I am, there's just peace. There's just calmness. There's his presence. That means when I walk into a room, I want there to be able to bring the Holy Spirit in with me, no matter where I am. So I love praise and worship because that's one of the ways I feel like God ushers in the spirit. So amen. So uh, before I go, and I know you prayed, but I like to give God his greatness and his due. So Father God, in the name of Jesus, I just come before you, Father God, humbly, 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 thanking you for the privilege of being able to speak to your people, God. Thanking you for the opportunities, Father God. Asking a special blessing for Bridge, God, as you touch her from her head to her toes, God. And we cancel the assignment of the enemy right now in the name of Jesus. It has no place here, Father. And as your word goes forth, Father, I pray that it will do what it set out to do, God. And all of you, Father God, all of you, Father God, in this vessel, Father God, I give you my humble service. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So um, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about what are you willing to give up. And um, I, I... I have like tons and stuff, but most of the time when I realize I start talking about God, and when I start talking about God, it's like something comes over me and something takes over, and no matter where I am, I usually forget whatever it was I was supposed to be doing, and I start, <laughs> and I realize I start ministering on cue, so it, it, so I'm like, okay, so when Brig called, I was like, yeah, we can do that. Um, I, we're, we're good, we're good. So, but um, I want to come to you from Romans 8:35, And it says, who shall separate us from the love of God, from the love of Christ? Uh, shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness, peril or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long and we are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all the things we are more than conquerors. We are more than conquerors through him that loved us. 
For I am persuaded, I am persuaded, I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things coming, neither height, nor depth, nor other creatures shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I'm telling you, and what was so wonderful about that particular uh, that particular verse for me is that means nothing, not even anything that I can do. Uh, and I said the other day, I said, I am a ratchet human being. <laughs> I really do. I, I mean, you don't have to even, you can see me somewhere and be like, oh, she really is. But uh, you don't have to say that about me, so I'm telling you that about me already, so you already know. You don't even have to say, oh, I saw Pastor Lillian and she was out there and she was crazy. So I'm telling you, she is. You don't need to worry, okay? And I would never lie to you. She's really ratchet when she wants to be. She can get there. Mm-hmm. However, 99.9% of the time, mm-hmm. I dwell in this little space called God's love. Amen. Amen. And it's his love for me. Mm-hmm. It's his love for me. Mm-hmm. And because I know how ratchet I really am mm-hmm. most of the time, my thoughts that go crazy mm-hmm. about people, you know, I have road rage. I have all these things going on. <laughs> and that's usually when it acts up. And when it acts up, that's when I have to remember his grace for me. His grace for me. So while I'm about to cut you off and run you over, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, no. Hold on. Hold on. We're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. You know? Or when I'm in the store and somebody grabs something that I was reaching for and I feel like you did it intentionally. And, it, you know, I flare up and ratchet begins to flare up and then I'm like, oh. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of the only thing that comes out is praise God. It is usually with that face too that says, if it wasn't for Jesus, this would be a whole new ball game. Truly. I'm trying to that's it I'm telling you she had junk in the trunk I am ratchet I'm telling you and that's it but what comes out is praise God bless the Lord you know I'm giving you the side eye praise God it's really not for you it's really me reminding myself that I am his child thank God So when I talk about what in the world are you possibly willing to give up, I am willing in the drop of a dime sometimes, I'm getting better and better, the the time is getting shorter and shorter, to lay down my ratchetness. Lay it down for the love of God. Thank you, Jesus. Abraham gave up people. He didn't withhold his son from God, and that's something I don't know that many of us could accomplish and that many of us would be even willing to do. And then he left the people that he knew all his life for what he couldn't see, for what he believed. Because of it, he was counted as God's friend, though. And when I think about the fact that he gave up people, I think about the fact that many of us have given up people in a lot of different ways, but then some of us have not. Hence the ratchetness, right? So some of us have not in that sometimes, you know, there's uh, an ought against a person. We've not given that up. We're still hanging on to it. Whatever the reason is, maybe I just don't like your shoes, and you wear them same shoes with every outfit, and it's driving me crazy. And see, and that's a problem, because then the problem isn't the fact that you have these shoes on. The problem is that I'm treating you a certain way. And over time, if you notice over time, I build up a resentment. And when you ever stop to think about what caused it, what the root of it was, don't I feel real dumb mm-hmm. when the root of that was the fact that originally I just couldn't stand your shoes? Mm-hmm. You mean I have now developed, I'd allowed the seed to get planted inside of me. Mm-hmm. And from a seed so stupid as a pair of shoes, or the way you wear your hair, or not wear your hair, or the way you talk, or the way you speak, or where you've come from, or what you look like, mm-hmm. I've allowed that seed to get planted, and over time I've allowed it to grow. And as it grew, I developed a real resentment mm-hmm. that caused me to treat you a certain way. Mm-hmm. How terrible is that? Mm-hmm. Because what if, because, what if my ratchetness 
cause God to say, you know, over time, you know, you just cut her off one too many times. I just don't think you're worth it. I just don't think that you're going to cut the mustard. I don't know what tomorrow is going to look like. However, today, you just cut her off. And you called her a terrible word in your mind, even though you didn't say it out loud. I heard you. You said it. And because you said it, I'm getting ready. I just can't do this anymore. So I'm just going to have to let you go to the devil. I'm going to have to say, mm, I take my salvation back. I'm going to withdraw my hedge of protection from around you. And I'm just going to allow the enemy to just have rule over your life. Because clearly, you don't even want to be my child. Because you weren't willing to give that up. Mm-hmm. You weren't willing to give up the resentment. You weren't willing to give up the hatred. You weren't willing to give up, you know, your air of superiority mm-hmm. over a person. I used to have that, like, real bad. Mm-hmm. Especially if I knew you were intimidated. If I thought you were intimidated by me, I would walk in and make sure you saw me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just you. Mm-hmm. Even if there was no one else. Mm-hmm. Just you. And if I thought you didn't, I'd walk up and speak to you mm-hmm. personally. I'd want to hug That's you <laughs> just because I'm telling you, I told you, no one knows how deep the ratchet runs. No one knows. I do. And look, me and Jesus. So that's how come I have to be willing to lay that down because I know that he knows. See, that sister thought that I was, you know, really concerned about her welfare, and I really wasn't. I wanted her to shut up and stop talking to me and get away from me. That's what I really wanted to happen. All the while, I was saying, well, praise God, I'm going to pray for you, and I'm, I'm glad to see that you're doing well. And all the while, I thought, can I escape at any point? Is anybody going to come help me? Does anybody not see me suffering? And so these are the things that God has. God has insight to my innermost thoughts. She walked away feeling absolutely wonderful that I prayed for her or that I talked to her or that I blessed her. I walked away with my ratchetness in tow. Knowing that I am so glad she shut up finally. Yeah. <laughs> I could not wait to get to Dairy Queen. Yeah, there you, go. <laughs> you, you know, it's the silliest stuff. It's the silliest stuff. Yeah. And yet we're not willing to lay it down for the love of God. Yeah. But why should we lay it down? Because he laid mine down. Yeah. He put mine aside. Yeah. I was ratchet before they came up with the word ratchet. Yeah. <laughs> But he laid it down, and he did not count it against me. And then when I had episodes of ratchetness, because, you know, we will repent. Because when trouble comes, we have a tendency to go, oh, Lord, I am so sorry. I promise you I will never do that. When trials hit our home or our loved ones or things like that, we will say, oh, my gosh, I'm just never going to do that. I am so sorry. Because, you know, it will flash across your mind that last time that you were ratchet. And you will think that it's a direct result Mm -hmm. of what you did. So we tend to repent. Mm -hmm. And the minute God sends us one blessing, a half a blessing, we will turn right back around and jump right back into ratchet mode. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We treat God's mercy so lightly. Mm -hmm. So lightly. So lightly, in fact, that we don't extend it to others. We don't extend it to others. Mm -hmm. If I'm glad that it applies to me, I should be ecstatic that it applies to you as well. However, I'm only glad that it's for me. I wear it like a cloak, Mm -hmm. and I will not share my cloak with you. Mm -hmm. And if I see you going through something, I'm probably happy it's not me. Mm -hmm. That's how we are. are. are, are, Oh, my goodness, that was terrible, Lord. All the while in your mind, you're thinking, thank you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. That would have been something. See, there's a level of ratchetness that we just won't cop to anybody else. See, I'm exposing myself to you. I'm exposing it to you. And you may never expose yours to me. However, God sees all. He sees all and he knows all. He said that even those who despitefully use you, love them. Don't worry about it. You think he didn't know who Judas was? If he said, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb, and then he turned around and chose the very one who would betray him, 
He knew. Mm -hmm. He said, what you're going to do, go and do quickly. Mm -hmm. Go and do it quickly. Mm -hmm. But he chose him for a reason. And the whole time, from the moment he chose him until the betrayal, mm -hmm. he treated him with love. Mm -hmm. He taught him. Mm -hmm. He wanted him to understand. There was no difference. No respect of persons like we have. Mm -hmm. yeah. I like you and not you. Right. Mm -hmm. Or then maybe I like you, but you know, you're just way too crazy for me. Mm -hmm. and, and that's the things that we do. We pick and choose. Yes, yes, no. Mm -hmm. No, yes, yes, no. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Oh, she smiled, we're good. Yeah. You know? yeah. We have this thing that we do. But God is just so not like that. As I said in the DMV today, the thing that I was thinking of the most was, God, I thank you. Because I can count my prayers answered. I can count my prayers denied uh, on no man. Because even if it was delayed, it was not denied. And the wonderful thing is, is it wasn't because I was so perfect. Because we just know. I just told you I'm not. I wasn't. But he loved me so much that every day he gave me new mercies. New mercies. And not only did he extend to me mercy in the midst of my ratchetness, he blessed me anyway. Now, as you mature in Christ, what happens is he begins to chasten you. He begins to chasten you because the Bible says that the Lord chastened whom he loved. So I'm not mad when I have a ratchet episode and immediately conviction comes. But now if you know, and I'm going to say this to all of y'all, because Pastor Bridget's not here. <laughs> <laughs> right? No, no, you don't count. <laughs> you can be as ratchet as you want to be and think that you have gotten away with it. It will come back to you. It will come back to you. I promise you it will. Because God said, what you do to, the, to these little ones, to the least of these, the least of these, my little ones, the least, not the one that's okay, not the one that dresses well, not the one that's got it all together, not the one, he said to the least, that means to the poorest, to whatever, the most destitute, what you do to the least of these, my little one, you have done unto me. So now, would I turn my back on God because he had on ugly shoes? Probably not. If anything, I'd be like, Jesus, you know, them is the bomb. Yeah. <laughs> them shoes right there, I'm telling you, I can't wait to go out and get me a pair of them right there. See, these are the things that we do. And as humans, it makes us ratchet. It makes us terrible. And when we think about how God has shown us mercy, how God loves us so completely, I know if you think back to your absolute worst moment, a moment where you thought that there was no way out, mm -hmm. a moment where you thought you were at your wit's end and you did not see help coming from nowhere, no person, no family, no loved one, no friend, and somehow in the ninth hour, just in the nick of time, God stepped in, stepped right in and moved whatever was going on, pulled you out, because here's the thing, you were covered all along. Mm -hmm. You didn't see it. Okay. You didn't know. That's right. But he had you covered all along. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's to get us to the point to see what we're willing to give up. Mm -hmm. What are you willing to lay down? Mm -hmm. Right? Amen. And sometimes right at that last moment we realize we weren't really willing to give anything up. Right. Ruth gave up old ties. She said, your people are going to be my people. She followed a God she didn't have no clue about. She didn't grow up. Mm -hmm. All she knew is that, you know what? Your God's working for you. Mm -hmm. He's taking care of you. I know a lot's going on, but he's got you. And so you know what? Your people are going to be my people. Amen. Naomi <coughs> gave up sorrow. Mm -hmm. Amen. She gave up sorrow mm -hmm. for God. Mm -hmm. Some of us are comfortable mm -hmm. in our sorrow. Mm -hmm. We're comfortable in defeat. I actually was having a, a conversation with your pastor this week, and I was saying one of the things that God revealed to me, and I kept saying, you know, I, I don't know if I want to move forward in God. I know that he's calling me higher, and I know he wants me to do more, but I'm not really sure. You know, right here is good. I'm comfortable here. Mm -hmm. And we were saying, it's not comfortable. It's familiar. Mm -hmm. It's familiar. Yeah. 
If you are feeling very content in the skin that you are in, you are not walking in destiny. You are not walking in destiny. Because God has a higher calling on each and every one of your lives. Each and every one. If you're coasting along and life is copacetic, you are in the familiar. It's comfortable here. I don't have to do much more than this. And I'm here to tell you you're wrong. You have a lot more to do. A lot more to do. Whether it's singing, whether it's worship, whether it's ministering, whatever it is, we tend to, to make God's gift all about the spiritual gifts. It's not. Maybe you fry chicken better than anybody else. Amen. Fry some chicken. Give it to somebody. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Maybe you grill. Maybe, maybe you're the best carpenter. Help somebody. This is what God has called us to do. This is the Great Commission. Yet every day we're so busy living our lives that we are not walking in his purpose. And that's what you're called to do. It's not just those of us that have felt the call to be on this side. Because everyone on that side has an equal purpose. But you have to be willing to lay down some things. Because let me tell you this. God not going to let you harm his little ones. Amen. He's not going to let you hurt his people. Amen. And he will sit you down. Yes, yes, he will. Trust me, I know. I'm telling you. I had ratchet moments. Terrible moments. And there were times in, as I grew in maturity that I know that my spirit was not right. And I sat myself down until I could get myself together. Because mm -hmm. it was something about this person that when I walked in the room and if she was in there, oh my God, it just sucked the air right out. I did say ratchet, I'm trying to tell you. It would literally change my atmosphere. I could be in full worship mode and she walk in the building and I have my back turned and my spirit would know she walked in the building. See, I'm talking about me, not you, because I know that none of you are like that. No. No. Not one. Not one. Mm -mm. That's just the me thing. I get it. I get it. I understand. And it's okay. It's okay. But when it got to the point where it was so bad, where I literally did not have to even face it and know her spirit walked in the room, it was time for me to, to lay before God and remove that out of me. Because here's the thing, just like he said, let nothing separate us from the love of God. There's gonna be a time when you need to get a prayer through, and God already told you that if you have an ought, and you got a whole bunch of stuff in your heart, your prayer ain't going no higher than the ceiling. No higher than the ceiling. And I realize that I have children that are grown, they think they are, oh my Lord. And here's the thing, they go places that I'm not. So I can't cover them like I could when they were two and three. And because of that, I need to be able to get a prayer through. I need to be able to call on God and know that there is nothing hindering that prayer. So do you think I'm going to now let your shoes stop me? Your presence stop me? But here again, I'm not going to let your attitude stop me. Your dislike of me, your distaste of me. I'm not going and I'm really going to love you. See, I moved from over here where I was so completely ratchet. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I said things I did not really mean like I love you. Uh, yeah. That's what I said. Yeah. Really didn't. To over here where I can sincerely say that I love you yeah. and I really do. Yeah. I really mean it. Yeah. I really mean yeah. it. And I really want God to bless you. Yeah. So when I say I want God to bless you now, I really mean that I want God to bless you now. Yeah. Because I want him to bless you the way he's blessing me. Amen. And he's blessing me because I let nothing separate me from him. No attitude, no sorrow, no hatred, no self, no self. I had to learn to lay self down. Lastly, Jesus gave up his will. He came down here so that he could understand how it felt to be tired and pressed beyond measure and not want to go any farther, to be exhausted with everything you are going through. He came so that, we, that he would understand what it feels like so that when you go out to minister 
and you feel like people are ungrateful, and you feel like you're tired and you don't want to do it anymore, when you feel like I have given absolutely all I can give and I don't have any more to give, and he calls for more, something in your spirit, man, would rise up and you'll go and do what thus saith the Lord. So he came in the form of man so that he would understand what it felt like to be pressed above measure and to turn around and say at the ninth hour when he feared for everything, was at his weakest, was frightened about going to the cross when people were persecuting him to say, Father, not my will, not my will, but thine be done. See, you're going to get to the point when you get out of familiar. When you get out of that comfortable spot, mm-hmm. you're going to get to this place where you are pressed above measure. Mm-hmm. Paul said that we were pressed so much that we despaired of life itself. Mm-hmm. He wanted to kill himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was like, if I could just get rid of this, mm-hmm. other prophets said it would have been better if I had not even been born. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This weight is so heavy. Mm-hmm. Yet they pressed on. And Jesus redeemed us by going straight to that place where he was pressed above measure and giving us the example to say, not my will, thine be done. (coughs) I can promise you that when you're willing to give it up for God, you're going to feel a fresh wind flow. Right when you think you have nothing left to give, God's going to fill you up. He's going to fill you up. You're going to feel revived. Somebody can walk in after you've just given your last, Mm -hmm. and you're going to find somewhere deep inside that ministry come right up out of you. You're going to go one more step, Mm -hmm. and then five more steps, Mm -hmm. and then ten more steps. Mm -hmm. Remember in the beginning I said sometimes I feel like I'm I'm supposed to be doing something else, and I'm always over here, and we're supposed to be talking about this, Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden I find myself ministering. Mm-hmm. It's people will come to you, and I feel like, Lord, please don't send me nobody else to help. <laughs> I, I, I just don't have anything left. Mm-hmm. I don't have one more word of wisdom. I just don't have any more encouragement. In fact, sometimes he sends me the most people to encourage when I am walking around discouraged. And I find that when I begin ministering to them, that somehow it's ministering to me. And before it's all over, we both happy. We all sitting there happy. And I don't know about, I tell them, I don't know about you, but you got to excuse me a moment because I got to give God some praise. Watch your toes, baby, watch your toes. See, y'all ain't seen the shout yet, but it's coming. It's coming. So we have to understand that there are some things that if we take this walk that we are required to give up. The biggest thing that you're required to give up is self. Mm-hmm. You're required to give up self. And you're required to give up self for those that you possibly don't like. Bless you. That you possibly thought you couldn't stand. Because at the end of the day, when God removes the blinders, when you're ready for him to remove them. When you're ready for him to remove the blinders, all you will see when you look at them is the soul that was hurt. The soul that suffered. The person that's been through so much that it took all they could do to get through the door. And as they were coming through the door, they thought about the shoes that they were wearing and wished they had something else to wear. But all they had was this one pair of shoes. They're going to think about wishing they had something else to wear because they think they wore this the last time, but this is all they had. It's the nicest that they had. And they just know that they want to be in the house of God. They want to be where all the people smile and treat them nice. They want to be where everybody seems like God is working. Because if I can just get in the building around two or three, because I heard that the Bible says that where there are two or three gathered, he's in the midst of them. So if I can just make it to the building, I hope they don't look at my shoes, but I'm coming. And then when they get here, what will they see? Who will they meet? Will they meet the ratchet you? The one that's giving them the side eye about the shoes they had on? 
or will they be faced, run smack dab into God's love and acceptance? Yes. Just the way you did. Amen. Just the way you did when you were last hurt, when you were last showing up and you didn't have anything, when you came to the offering plate and you had nothing to put in it. Mm-hmm. When you just ran from that house of abuse, when you just ran from that person's bed that you know you weren't supposed to be in anyway. Yeah. These things. Mm-hmm. See, hurt allows us to do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And I do realize that, so let me qualify. Let me say this. I know that hurt and the experiences that we go through mm-hmm. tend to shape and form us. Mm-hmm. But God suffered all of those things yeah. that we might understand mm-hmm. that he is not without mercy because he felt what you felt. Yes. He's been persecuted. Yeah. So they can't talk about you any more than they talked about him. He was spit on. He was beaten. Not for his transgressions, because he didn't do anything. He was beaten for yours and for mine. And then he decided, it's okay, I'm going to go ahead and die for you. I'm going to give it all up for you. You who can't give it up for someone else but I'm gonna give it up for you. And then as he stayed there and died, he said, Father, these people who persecute me, these ones that beat me and stab me, these ones who mock my name, these ones who don't care, these ones who simply sit back and laugh and think I'm a joke God, forgive them. Forgive them. They don't even know what they do. They don't know. I want you to have mercy on them, God. Don't look at what they're doing to me, your son. Have mercy on them. And he was coming from the sincere place. Are you coming from a sincere place? When you greet your brothers and sisters, are you coming from a place of mercy? Not mercy for them, because they don't need your mercy. Mercy for you. The mercy that God extended you. That's the place of mercy we have to come from. Always keeping it in mind that you opened your eyes today simply because God allowed it. Because somebody didn't wake up today. Somebody went to bed last night and it was their last night and they never knew. They didn't have a chance to get it right. Whereas you, in this moment, have a chance to get it right. What are you willing to give up? What are you willing to give up? What are you willing to do to show God how grateful you are for what he's extended to you? Because see, this is an individual walk. You're not going to go to heaven or hell for me. You're not. And I'm not going for you. However, I have to answer for myself. Mm -hmm. So what you do will be counted. Mm -hmm. What are you willing to lay down Mm -hmm. for your brother and sister? Mm -hmm. Greater greater love hath no man than to lay down his life. Are you willing? Mm -hmm. Are you willing? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, you're willing for this one, but not that one. Oh, and this one, but not that one. Mm -hmm. What if he had picked and chose, would you have made the cut? Right? This is about self-evaluation. All I know at the end of the day is I don't want to be found out of the cut. I don't want him to withdraw his hedge of protection from me. I don't want him to find that I held on to something tighter then I was willing to hold on to him. So at this point in my life, there's absolutely nothing that I'm going to hold on to tighter than I'm going to hold on to God. Because when I was at my worst, when things were terrible, when all around me was the enemy and everywhere was persecution, even in the mirror, even in the mirror, God held on to me. He didn't let me go. He held on. He didn't let me give up. When I thought I would and I thought I could sneak away and give up, he sent someone for me. He did not let me go. 
And that's the only reason I stand before you today. He didn't give up on me. He showed me mercy when I showed no one else mercy. He gave me another chance, and I don't take it lightly. So what will you give up? Amen? Amen. of your life wow. and not be taken. Yeah. For a purpose. And I was sitting there thinking, wow. For purpose. Yeah. He wasn't he wasn't ready. Glory, glory, you are my rescue. 